Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of Domain Masters, live from Monty's bedroom. I'm still confined to my bed uh, due to my back injury, so I'm doing the show live from bed again. i got a great show lineup, though. Um, tonight, I'm interviewing Pierre Zarconium, uh, who is the founder and president of Submit Express. Um, we're going to have him on first. Uh, Submit Express is one of the most successful um, uh, SEO submission companies, and uh, uh, Moniker's going to be doing some business with them. And uh, Pierre owns a lot of domain names, and his company has been very successful with that. And then we're going to have on uh, Ramon, uh, Raymond Rashford and Michael Marshall uh, from GIE. Um, both of which are part of uh, an organization that uh, is part venture capital, part web development company. Uh, they specialize in turning around uh, small businesses that uh, appear to be going south and, and turn around and, and get them to go north and be very successful and profitable. And uh, they have a very successful domain um, acquisition strategy uh, where one of the biggest priorities for them is to uh, go out and get, some, uh, get domain names and uh, build the online branding strategy, including SEO, for domain names. So hang on for a couple commercials. We'll pay some bills and be back on with Pierre. Thanks. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domain. Stay tuned.
raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Ecom Expo, the virtual trade show for search, affiliates, and interactive marketers, is now completely free for all attendees. Imagine all the benefits of a top trade show coming to a PC near you. April 4th through the 6th, more than 7,000 of your peers will be there, making it the largest trade show for e-commerce marketers in the world. The entire event is 100% online, virtual, and free. So register today at www.ecomxpo.com Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Now, here's your host. Hello, welcome back to Domain Masters. I'm Monty Khan, your host. Uh, my first guest is Pierre Zarokian. He's the founder and president of Submit Express. He's got a computer science uh, background and web, de- and web development background. Pierre launched Submit Express in 1998 and has quickly become one of the most popular search engine submission sites on the web. Today, Submit Express specializes in natural SEO services. Submit Express website offers free SEO tools, search engine, news, and SEO forums. Pierre, welcome to the show. Hi, Monty. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, a little laid out uh, horizontal, but uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks I'll be up on my feet. <laughs> yeah, I heard about your back. Sorry to yeah. hear that. Yeah, look, I'm pushing myself a little bit too much, so uh, uh, somebody's trying to tell me something. So. Uh, I got a six-week uh, recovery period for my back to get better, and um, I'll be right back at it. Wow! <laughs> no pun intended. So, um, um, obviously, you and I have bumped into each other now for the last uh, year and a half on various trade shows, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we're finally having you not only on our show, but finally going to be doing business with you guys. You guys have been extremely successful on the web, and uh, would like to learn a little bit more about your business. And thought maybe it'd be a good idea if you can give uh, the listening audience a little bit more about your background, how you got started on the internet and particularly uh, when you started investing in domain names. Okay, well, we started a company in 98 and quickly became one of the most popular search engine submission sites and, uh, you know, naturally moved into optimization services from there and uh, we are still one of the most popular sites, uh, ranked 
at number one for search engine optimization, search engine marketing, and related keywords in Google. So oh, I'm sure great. a lot of people have heard of us before. Um, great. And when did you get started? Um, um, when did you personally get started, like in the internet? Is this was your is this your first gig? Or did I you started around '94, uh, going to school, of, uh, computer science major, and just start registering some domains as early as '94. Yeah. And um, and how many domain names do you guys currently have, or do you own personally, or combined? Currently, we own over a thousand domains, and we got into it as far as creating content and creating sites um, that we could use to put our clients on, as for advertising and creating links for our clients. And you know, any I'm sure most SEO companies out there do that kind of stuff out there, and if they say they don't, they probably do. But you know, any SEO company is not using their own network of sites for links; they're missing out big time. So, with all those sites or with all those domain names, um, does owning multiple domain names uh, create any kind of issues or problems that you can see? Um, the problem would be if you use duplicate content on them. So. If somebody is using site, domains, multiple domains for the same site and using them as doorway pages to their site, that's something they should be careful of doing because that's against Google and most search engine policies. So we don't do any of that stuff. But what you know, you have to be careful how you do it. You know, you got to have unique content on each website. Don't put any redirects, and uh, you know, just have some information type sites that people can really use. And don't look at it as a way of increasing your links for your other sites, but actually creating content on these websites that are useful information, and then maybe throwing some links to your other sites, which then would be okay. Now, a lot of people you know, look at creating content in different ways. Um, what are some of the techniques that you guys do uh, or that you can help others that are listening? Um, what are the e what's the easiest way to create content? I mean, do you have to physically get on and start writing unique content, or can you... Can you get help from tools or from from uh, other help, you know other companies on the web? Right. Well, I mean, writing unique content is not easy. You don't want to be going to some other site and copy their content. That does no no good. Google has duplicate content filters. So basically, what that means is whoever came up with the content first and has the most number of links, they're probably going to get that benefit. They're going to end up ranking well for that page, and your duplicate duplicated content is going to get filtered out. So there are a lot of uh, people out there still doing that kind of stuff, but that doesn't no good. They have software, uh, like scraper-type websites that you've probably seen out there that steal content from various sites and combine them together to uh, basically fool the search engines into thinking their content. But that kind of stuff gets caught nowadays. It doesn't work. What you want to do is actually write unique content, hire some content writers. Um, we have a couple of content writers in-house in our staff that we use for our content. And there are a lot of other uh, companies out there that specialize in content writing. You can outsource work to. You can probably outsource overseas for cheaper. So that's what I would recommend. Oh, okay, great. Now, tell us a little bit about expired domain names and the value that they play um, in the SEO world from your perspective. Uh, how do they increase link popularity and what kind of what kind of expired name market uh, playing um, should one do uh, if you want to, you know, get ranked up in the search engines? Um, expired domain names used to work very well if they had links, especially if they had links and page rank. But about a year and a half or so ago, Google started zeroing the page rank of expired domains, so they don't have as much value anymore, especially in Google. 
they still will help you in MSN and Yahoo, but in Google that is not working as effective as it used to, especially with the .com, .net, and .org, the main domains. Those are the ones Google are mainly checking. Uh-huh. If you find any domains in foreign TLDs that are expired and have ranks, those are probably not going to get caught by Google. So I would recommend if you, you can find any ways of finding such domains, those are probably the best ones to get. But uh, currently, most of the software out there that looks for such uh, expired domains uh, are not tracking any kind of foreign TLDs, as far as I know. Um, now, now, obviously, Google's not the only engine out there. We have a couple other engines. Now, how is right. Yahoo and MSN um, also looking for the same types of um, expired name uh, alarms? Then I have Google not heard is, anything how, how that Yahoo and MSN are looking at this, uh, but I may be wrong on that. And what about MSN? Yeah, I have not heard anything about MSN looking at this stuff either. So uh, they still work much better in Yahoo and MSN. And, you know, my recommendation is if, if a domain out there has hundreds of links and uh, it might be worth just getting it for the traffic, you know, just uh, that would be an additional traffic source for you if it's a related domain to, to your industry. Just get it for the traffic and hopefully it will give you some additional links for Yahoo and MSN. Okay. And then how, how do you go about, you know, a lot of people use different tools and stuff, but how do you go about checking an expired domain name to make sure that it does have existing links or even page rank? What are some of the tools that you can use that uh, maybe some people don't know about? Uh, but since you're a, an SEO company, perhaps you use some, um, some more sophisticated stuff or you can give some people some insight on the best tools right. to use to check. There, there are a lot of tools out there nowadays that will automatically check the page rank and number of links in bulk. There are various tools out there, but even using tools, it's not 100% accurate. you still got to do some more manual legwork, and that's the best way of finding the best domains. You know, I mean, I used to do, uh, I used to register a lot of expired domains, staying up late night and just four hours a night just going through list of domain names that I would be interested based on their keywords, running them through tools to find their page rank and their backlinks. But and I would pick maybe daily I would pick about 10 top domains that I would come up and then manually check their backlinks uh, to see. How, how, do you, how do you manually check them? Uh, in Google, you just type the link command, which is link colon www.domainname.com, and Yahoo and MSN have similar commands. Uh, in Google, you have one problem. When you check the backlinks, they don't necessarily bring every single link. They're showing you only the most popular links. Usually, they're links from page rank three or above pages. Yahoo is probably the best place to check the backlinks. And again, you use a link command in Yahoo to check it. And what do you want to what, check what, what for is, that link is command? Do you know what go that through link some of these websites. Make sure uh, the links that are coming in are actually there on the websites because nowadays we have a problem with domain hijacking the three or two redirects, uh, which still page rank and backlinks. So you want to make sure the links are actually on the pages. And also check the sites and maybe look up their who is information, the sites that are linking. Make sure they're not all owned by one person. Because what might happen is, say you have 50 links to it, and all these 50 links or majority of them are owned by one person, and the guy maybe just missed uh, renewing one of his domain names. But once he realizes that he missed the renewal, he's going to remove the link from 50 sites all at the same time. 
and then that domain is not going to have any value anymore. So that's why some manual work is necessary when you're looking for expired domains. Okay, and what what is the link command that you check in Yahoo, just so that people know? In Yahoo is link colon http colon slash slash www.domainname.com. So you just got to put the http part in Yahoo. In Google, you don't put that. Okay, okay, good. That'll that'll help people out. Um, now, what about uh, so so? Are you heavy into the still buying uh, names that are expired on the expired? Not as heavy as used I used to be because Google is zeroing the page ranks nowadays, and I do have a recommendation of some places that you can buy expired domains and also uh, list of expired domains. Uh, the four biggest websites for this right now would be Pool.com, Namewinner.com. Snap names and GoDaddy, and Pool and Name usually release about to expire domain names on a daily basis. So if you go through those expired domain lists and if you buy some software tools out there to check the backlinks, those are probably the best way to grab these domains. And Pool and Name Winner, Snap names, they're what are known as back order services. And basically, what it does is, as soon as the domain is released. They try to register these domains for you through various registrars, and um, you know if you wait for a domain to get released and try to manually register it, you probably have no luck competing with these companies. So these are probably the best places to go and get the best domains. And usually, if more than one person is bidding on these domain names, it's going to go in an auction. So you can expect to pay a good premium for good domain names. Now, um, um, let me ask you another question. Do you, can, you, can you check backlinks in MSN? Uh, yes, you could do in MSN. I think in the MSN is also linked call on www.domainname.com. Okay, make sure you post uh, those three different ways into the chat room if you can because people are asking. Sure. Um, um, now, what about buying domain names that uh, are not expired but like on the open market? Uh, do you do that frequently? That's a better idea because now you're buying existing domains that may have links and page rank and they also may have content on them. So uh, there's various places you can look. eBay is a good place and several of the domain name related websites have forums. DNJournal.com uh, is a good place. And you know you can look for existing sites. And I've seen these domains, existing sites with a page rank three sell for well over $300 or page rank 5 well over $500. So that's that's a good idea too. And when you're buying sites like that, you want to also consider into factor how long time it's going to take you if you are going to create similar content for the website, you know. Just creating a site from scratch might cost you 500 bucks. So, you know, paying a 500 bucks for a page rank 5 domain, that's not a bad deal. Right, because you're going to have to you're going to have to write the content to keep that page right. rank up if you're going to change the content at all, right? Right. 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 Okay. So now, when you go from buying a domain name um, that has existing contact content and has an existing page rank and good backlinks, and you are going to make the change onto your own, you're going to change DNS and you're going to put them up on on your own service. What is the backlog, and what what actually happens between Google and the search engines? What kind of a delay is there, and what how how long does it take them to re um, um, you know remap your site uh, with the with the bots to make sure that you're still a valuable site with good content? Right. Well, actually, Google uh, in one of their um, uh, filings uh, 
uh, about their uh, uh, trademark and patent stuff. They had some information about how they're going to be looking at uh, do domain registrar changes and new ownership and consider that into a factor. I don't know how much of that is actually being used these days, but that might be a f something that you should be concerned about, that if if the site ownership is changing and the site content is also changing, Google may be looking at that and not giving you as much value on that. So you may want to, I mean, a good suggestion would be to keep the site content the same as much as possible and uh, slowly over time change the content if you have to. Right, so you don't shock the system, I guess, so they don't see right. a dramatic change off the bat. Exactly. And another and, thing yeah, I heard about uh, um, and, and that we've talked about over previous shows with Google is that uh, Google is also looking at um, the length of time in which one registers a domain name. So one-year registrations don't count as much as multi-year registrations. Actually, I heard over three years now is, uh, is something that Google is looking at, which... Right. And an again, those, those are stuff that's in their haul. patent, but nobody knows for certain if they're actually being used or not. Right, no one knows for certain. But I guess what we're hearing is that um, if they see that a domain name is registered for more than one year, um, that they see that you're in it for the long haul, that you're going to be around for a while, and therefore you're worth crawling and, and having you know some kind of value to the system. Right, exactly. And But uh, I would guess it would be a very small factor into the uh, rankings, because yeah. you know our own websites, a lot of our own websites, we only register once a year, and you know we we own a lot of sites that rank well. And, right. right. Uh, it, if it's a factor, it's going to be a very small factor. Right. It's one of their hundred and uh, what hundred and ten right. uh, different factors. That exactly. Are, that that there are. Um, so how do you decide? I mean, how do you do your ROI when you're going to buy an expired domain name or or a new domain name on the web? I mean, you talked about. Um, you know, measuring the backlinks and seeing if it's in DMOZ and Yahoo and has the has a page rank and all that stuff. But what kind of calculations do you guys do in order to make sure that it's a good investment? What do you um, use as your baseline? Yeah, the main thing is if if it's got a page rank, uh, anything more than a page rank two is good. But we also have to consider the backlinks. If it's a page rank five and it's only got one or two backlinks, then you know it's very possible these backlinks could be lost you know, a few months down the road. So that those are all factors. But if you've got a page rank five and you got at least 100 backlinks, then that's a good domain to get. Right. So you have to not only look at the page rank, but also look at the backlinks. If it doesn't have a page rank because uh, maybe Google already zeroed the page rank, then you want to look at the backlinks and decide if you want to, um, you know, take a chance on the investment because it's going to help you as far as traffic and Maybe an MSN and Yahoo might be a help. Right, right, right. Now, what are some of the what's the highest price you've ever paid for a domain name, both in the back order system and maybe on the open market? Uh, probably around eight hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So not not a whole lot then. No, and that was because the domain was relevant to a site that we were interested in, in the category that we were interested in. And what's the what's the best deal? I guess one 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 domaining that you've registered from scratch and you turn into success, I guess, would be your best deal, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, best deal would be the minimum prices at Pool and Naviner. I think Naviner starts at thirty dollars and Pool is sixty dollars. Right. So best deals would be those around thirty to sixty dollars. That uh, you know, and sometimes actually I have registered domains that. 
the previous owners have come back and said, oh, we want the site back, and I turn around and sell them anywhere from $300 to about $1,000. Right, right. So, you know, sometimes you make quick money back on this also. And especially sometimes, you know, I don't necessarily check the trademarks, if they're trademarks when I register them, but once in a while someone will come and say, that's our trademark that you registered, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to take them... They want to file a ICANN UDRP uh, against you to get the domain back. It's going to cost them at least $1,500. So I'll turn around and give them a price less than that, say maybe 500 bucks. Say, hey, you can have the domain now, 500 bucks. Do you want it or not? Most of the time they'll agree to buy it from you. Right, right. Yeah, it's a good strategy with, uh, with those types of names. So let's talk a little bit about Submit Express and how one would engage with your services and uh, um, basically how do you guys work. So... Um, if somebody wants to engage with Submit Express, to walk us through some of the services you provide and how someone can um, help get their website um, in all the search engines by using your service. Well, our main service is natural search engine optimization. And what we do with that is main thing is site optimization, content optimization, content writing, and uh, say they have a, a graphics-based website and, you know, Search engines can't read graphics, so they're going to uh, have to do some content writing in order to get that site up. So we help them with the content. We have content writers in-house that we, uh, will do content from scratch. And the second thing we do is link popularity. And with the links, uh, we'll do link exchange service for them. We'll do directory submissions. And uh, text link advertising also is a big thing that a lot of companies are offering nowadays. And with the text link advertising, basically, uh, you're purchasing links on related sites that already have page rank. And uh, you have to be careful with some of the strategies, but, you know, as long as you're on relevant sites, then uh, you have nothing to worry about. Okay. So, and what kind of, how do you charge for your service? Well, we have a set-off fee, and we have a monthly fee. It's usually based on... Um, uh, based on many factors, such as if their site is dynamic or static, if uh, you know it's primary graphics based or not, uh, depending on how much content writing they need, depending on how competitive the keywords are, at the minimum, um, I would say our fees will start at about uh, 2,500 set up and 750 a month. But again, at depends how competitive they are and various other factors. Okay. And uh, how many clients do you guys have? Uh, we currently have over 400 clients. What, 400 clients? Yeah, 400 okay. SEO clients, but we, yet, we do have submission services on our side, just uh, regular submission services that, you know, I'm not considering those into the count, but we get uh, tens of orders a day on those. And um, you, uh, obviously, you've had a lot of success with uh, with your clients. And uh, do you give any kind of guarantees in terms of what you can, um, you know, what you can get them ranked in? And uh, yeah, we're actually one of the only companies, one of the few companies that provide guarantees. And the way our guarantee works is we'll usually guarantee a percentage of their keywords to be top ten in the major search engines. So it's not, uh, you know, guaranteeing every single t keyword is going to be top ten or it's. Also not applicable to competitive keywords, but normally we work with at least 30 keywords for each website, and we're going to guarantee that a percentage of them 
will get in the top 10 or will provide a, some kind of a refund if they don't. And I've heard various companies out there saying, you know, if a company is providing a guarantee, uh, that's not good. And you got to be careful. They don't know what they're doing because nobody can guarantee results. Even Google says that on their website. If people are providing guarantee, be careful. But, you know, I'll just say it's a BS because if they're not providing a guarantee, that's the people you got to watch out for, you know. Why are... Are they not providing a guarantee? If they really know what they're doing, then they know what they can guarantee. I mean, um, we've been in business for, what, over seven years now, and we know what we can guarantee and we, what we can't. So obviously the guarantee is not going to work for everybody. You know, casino sites and adult sites, uh, we don't even do. But, you know, if it's um, any other industry, we can probably provide some kind of a guarantee. That's great. Yeah, so that's nice to know. So uh, to get in touch with you and your service, what's the best way? Just come to the website, or you want somebody to send, uh, you know, a specific email somewhere? Uh, just go through our website, uh, call up the numbers or email, and I'm the president here, and you can contact me directly if you like, ask for me. And if anybody does contact us for our services, uh, mentions that uh, they heard me on the radio, they'll get a 10% discount. Oh, great. So 10% discount to anybody that's listening if you contact SubmitExpress.com and uh, email Pierre or any of his staff. Yeah, and my email is just Pierre at SubmitExpress.com. I'll put put that in the chat room also right now. Okay, great. Any last tips or tricks uh, that we haven't talked about that can really help out the listening audience and help them be better on the web, better SEO, uh, stable on the web, or, or just playing better in business in general? Um, with the domain names, again, just if people own several domain names, that have similar content, that's that's one of the main things they have to be careful. You know, this duplicate content stuff was not so big a few years back. It's something new, and, you know, people have to be careful. And, you know, a lot of people coming to us for signing up our services, uh, that's one of the biggest problems we're seeing this, these days, that duplicate content is a problem. And they may not realize it, but somebody else may have stolen their content. And... Um, you know, just because somebody else stole their content and maybe they had more links and higher page rank, their site start, uh, starts suffering because of that. And one of the ways to check for duplicate content, there's a good site out there. It's called copyscape.com, and it's C-O-P-Y-S-C-A-P-E.com. I'll post that in the chat room also. If you put your domain name in there, and it will bring up other websites that have similar contents to yours. Another way is just to basically take a sentence from your website, put it in quotation marks, and type it in Google. That will give you any other websites that have that exact sentence on their website. We actually found that a lot of people had copied our own website. You know, we've been around since, what, 97, 98, and a lot of people had copied our information. But we actually didn't end up suffering because we were first and we had a high page rank on our own website. But, um, you know, that's something to watch out for. Great. Well, Pierre, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and a pleasure having you on my show. And, uh, again, I want to remind everybody, if you want a, a great company to engage with for, if you, if you would like a great company to engage with for your SEO needs, uh, go to SubmitExpress.com, contact Pierre. You get a 10% discount. Just mention uh, uh, Domain Masters uh, or the Webmaster Radio Broadcast, and uh, he'll take care of you. Pierre, All thanks right. a lot for thanks being on the show tonight. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you again, and take care of that back problem. And we look, yeah, thank you. And <laughs> we look forward to working with you too. All right. Okay. Take care. All right, folks. Uh
We'll be on with uh, Raymond and Michael from uh, GEI um, and uh, get a good, a good idea of, uh, of this uh, uh, multifaceted company that helps uh, businesses uh, turn around and be successful and their domain name strategy. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be on in a couple minutes. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domain. Stay tuned. All-new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a here you go who are these people your customers customers yep see now that you're sharing all your media files through p2pads.com you know like your mp3s video files software pictures yeah 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 and advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network get to the point well we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers basically right to your front door for more details visit us at p2pads.com P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PRWeb. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Then just kick an ass with domain name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, Monty, Monty. And uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. 
about 150 grand. That's right. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty. He's the master of your domain. Monty. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold Autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Now, here's your host. Hello, welcome back to Domain Masters. Again, I want to thank my uh, first guest, uh, Pierre at uh, Summit Express, uh, for being my first guest and uh, having a great interview. And uh, again, everybody can get a 10% discount by mentioning uh, Domain Masters and uh, Webmaster Radio uh, when you email him. My next guests um, are Raymond uh, Rashford and Michael Marshall. Uh, they are both uh, directors and executives for GEI, which is uh, George Enterprise International. Um, this company is a venture firm uh, with, which is very strong in the technology. They own a portfolio of 1,700 names, and they really gear their strategy around uh, securing the proper domain name and then applying SEO. Uh, to those domain names uh, due to the competitive nature and the competitive environment and industry that we're in. Uh, Raymond and Michael, you on? Yes, we're here. Hey, great. Well, great uh, for, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to be on uh, Domain Masters today. Well, sure. Thank you for inviting us. So why don't you guys give me a little bit of background. Uh, Raymond, why don't you start? Give me a little bit of background about yourself, how you got into uh, the business a little bit, and then we'll ask Michael the same, and then we'll talk a little bit about your business and then your domain uh, uh, strategy. Sure. Uh, a little bit of background. Uh, well, I got a bachelor of science from uh, San Diego State in uh, electrical engineering. I got an MBA um, also from the same university in marketing and finance. Uh, been in the uh, the whole finance um, and uh, in uh, private. I mean, uh, in public uh, investment capital side of banking for quite a few years. And uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I decided to kind of look over the venture side of things because they seem to have a lot more fun about it. Um, right. And uh, that's how I got into GEI. And when I got into GEI, um, the main thing uh, is it's a venture firm with a strong technology base. Everything we do here um, is based on technology, whether or not it has, uh, you know, different specific industry. That's where we start from. And uh, from there is where I learned the whole thing about uh, SEO and, uh, um, you know, domain names and, you know, really turning it into, uh, if you want to call it, you know, into some, you know, variable cash um, that not only can you grow your life and your business with, but also you can use to also, uh, you know, to help other people also to help you grow. Um, it's a pretty pretty unique strategy that we use. That's great. And, uh, Michael, how about you? Um, my background is uh, specifically in IT industry. I've been in the industry for about 17 years, uh, mostly as a software developer, and uh, more recently in the last several years also, in uh, search marketing. I've been doing everything from 
uh, web design setup, uh, e-commerce setup, uh, desktop development, internet development, and uh, more recently also involved in artificial intelligence. Now, when you say artificial intelligence, uh, what, what does that mean? Uh, that means like uh, neural networks, uh, um, natural language processing, um, quantitative analysis, the whole nine yards. Okay, great. And you're also a contributing author to SEO Today, correct? Yes, yes. Great, great. Well, uh, your, your, um, your company intrigues me a bit because um, um, you're one of the few venture, uh, venture groups uh, that actually are dedicated, I guess, to turning around small businesses and making them successful and then really building a strategy around acquiring the right domain name and then building out uh, you know, the right SEO platform for that domain name. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, it's it's kind of funny how we happen uh, to go down the strategies by purely by accident. Our CEO of the company actually uh, is uh, started from when they wanted to go on vacation back uh, quite a few years ago, back in the early '90s, and uh, right around this whole uh, you know uh, web thing started. And uh, they, they they couldn't afford it, so they decided to if they couldn't afford it to kind of sit down and see what opportunities were, were out there, and the web was just starting to build and. Uh, they looked at uh, what major companies were out there and what people were looking for and what they thought uh, you know they could build domain name wise specific way back you know in the, in the late nineties and uh, you know uh, build a very successful company off of that and uh, we've used that strategy ever since then. It's been uh, working really well for us. Now you, you've acquired uh, uh, some seventeen hundred domain names. Now obviously you don't have seventeen hundred companies you're working with. So <laughs> give us a little bit about the domain strategy and why are there so many domain names. Sure. Uh, one of the things uh, we found, and uh, you know, I read an article earlier about people who own hundreds of thousands of uh, domains, and uh, you know, they bring in a couple of million. And uh, you know, I think people probably be surprised because you know it, that's a good strategy. But I think uh, you know you don't have to think that wide. We only relatively somewhere about seventeen hundred, two thousand. What we do, but we've we've been able to build a multi-million dollar revenue companies off uh, that uh, of, of domain. And the real strategy at the end of the day is, you know, you it's it's, it's keeping it real world. You you think about um, what are people looking for, and you know what name, um, you know, uh, can you attach to that? You can also think about, uh, you know, the great thing about capitalism is not really trying to reinvent it, uh, things that work, but also copying it. So you think about things, you know, people, you know, what are people looking for? Um, to give you an idea. Uh, Mike created a, a tool. Uh, which originally was called Themaster, but now it's called OptiRanker. And uh, with that tool, it, not only can you, you know you can take a look at what people are searching for, or looking for, where customers want, or what they needs are, but you can also look and see well how really scientific is it? You know how specific is it? How are people really looking for this? Are people really going on the net looking for this? And and if I want to get into this space, how easy or hard it is to get into it? And uh, just purely using those strategies. And a little bit of you know a little bit of luck and, and of course science we've been able to build some really successful you know uh, companies and get some really great revenues purely from domain names. Now this Opti Opti Ranker uh, system is this something that's available to the public? Yes, it is. It, it and is. How, how would you go op uh, access this? Is that OptiRanker.com or? That is correct. If you go to www.optiranker.com, you'd be able to take a look and. And, uh, and uh, go ahead. Uh, we have a demo on there, so you can also take it for a free ride. It used to be called Theme Master, um, and uh, what happened is uh, we fell in love with the product um, uh, about two years ago, and it worked so well for us successfully that we decided to buy it and uh, oh, bring it out to the to the general public and say, "Hey, look, you've 
take the guesswork of optimizing and really you want to know what people are looking for, here it is. Right, right. Now, and this, t- this tells you what specifically. I know you covered a couple things here. So it, does, it t- does it give you behavioral uh, intelligence around what people are really looking for when they type in a specific word? Or, you know, give me, give me a little bit more detail about how OptiRanker works. Well, I'll let Mike, who invented this, <laughs> give me uh, <laughs> a little bit more about that. Uh, basically what it does is um, it helps you to, uh, to write quality content that will convince the search engines that your page really is about the key phrase that you're targeting. So oh, okay. if you look at a key phrase as your, uh, your, your focal point for your optimization, OptiRanker is going to give you supporting terms to add to your content. Um, it's also going to help you if you're looking for link partners to uh, score them based on how relevant they are to any particular key phrase because it's not just important to have a high quantity of backlinks, but you need uh, quality of backlinks. Another way of putting it is uh, it's not just link popularity, but it's link re- reputation that is important. Right, right. So, yeah, it's not a matter of how many links you have, but that the links that you have are relevant to your links so that right. you're not just linking all over the universe. Right, and instead of having to guess whether or not something is uh, relevant or go on a hunch, um, you can approach it scientifically and actually get a measured score for which uh, pages of content or which prospective link partners are more, are, are more or less relevant I see. to what you're targeting. That yep. sounds very cool. Yeah, it is. So do you, um, on your domain strategy then, with the 1,700 names that you guys have acquired, have you mm-hmm. bought those names in the aftermarket, registered them from scratch, a combination of that? Uh, give me a little bit of uh, information about how you've acquired your domain portfolio, what it's currently being used for. Are you monetizing it? Um, or are you building out every single domain? Is it, is it a protective strategy to, you know, to take a main brand and then cover it with misspellings and other types of uh, mistypes, that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, our main strategy is uh, it's probably the thing we've had. You know, we've we've registered it from scratch. Um, I think you know your your previous uh, um, personal segment. You know, you know, hit the nail on the head when they said, you know, if you're really going to sit there and try to wait around and, and get a name that's already been registered, you know, it's just like a shot in the dark. Um, you know, because I mean, with this whole global global world market, you're probably competing against God knows how many um, amount of people. So we typically go from the strategy where we register it from 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 scratch. Uh, what we what we tend to do is, uh, you know, we we kind of put an idea together and we think about, um, you know, what we think people when we're looking at a company or a domain name, we think about what people are looking for, and then we look at all the big boys in the industry, um, and we kind of go through and see what they've registered and what they've missed. And uh, believe it or not, usually they're so busy with uh, you know really trying to think it's so much real world that they miss a little uh, a lot of what we call the low hanging fruits and. You know that's where we come in. We look at a lot of the little low hanging fruits and what's out there, and then we run it through our software and, and really see, you know, what's the space is like now, and people are really searching for it, how busy it is, how, you know, what's the real kind of general traffic, and from there we've been able to, uh, you know, put together, you know, you know, you know, quite a quite a bit of portfolio and bring in some good revenue for us. Okay, great. Now, now one of the things you guys specialize in also is um, uh, you guys are also a venture firm, uh, and so you're investing in companies. And uh, basically, it looks like you're investing in companies that maybe on uh, that maybe have a lot of potential, but are on the downturn, like heading the wrong way. Where you think you can uh, infuse some capital and maybe use your technology and your and your um, your knowledge and your experience to turn that, those companies around. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. So, give us some insight about um, what the typical mistakes that people make in their businesses that cause a good idea to head south, and also tell us 
what kind of things that you guys do to help them turn around that business and help it go north? Sure. Uh, one of the, the, the first things usually when I, when, I, when I get into a business is they, uh, most businesses think uh, too, too, how can I say, too large for their customers. They kind of cut the customers out of it and they kind of focus a lot more uh, when you look at uh, profitability and growing. And, and one of the key things I've always learned is, you know, you never want to sacrifice um, growth over profitability. You know, becoming big is not the, not the key thing. It's actually you know, what, what you bring home at the end of the day is, is the most important thing. And, you know, it, it, it's always a thing where, you know, important lesson I can always tell you know, most businesses when I walk into is, like, keep it simple and keep it real world. You know, think about it. You know, if this is, if you're a customer, what are you looking for? You know, if if, if uh, you're thinking about really sitting down there and 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 uh, you know, if, if for example, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about buying Walmart, why would you buy Walmart? You know, why would you invest in a Walmart? What what sense does it make? And, and try to think of it from that point of view. Why would you walk into the door to buy that product? And if you wouldn't walk into the door there buy the product, then why would you even open that business or invest in that business? And you know, you find a lot. You get a lot of answers that you already know. It just you know, people tend to fly off in all many different things, and we kind of just rein them in and bring them back down to earth, and that's usually why we start turning around a company. So, um, so I mean, how do you evaluate which companies, I mean, are, are people presenting, uh, going, coming to you and presenting to them their, their businesses? Are you seeking out companies that you think have good ideas, and then you're, turning, you're presenting back to them how you think you can turn it around and then, you know, kind of take over the reins? Sure. Uh, we, we do both. We, we both do go out and seek actively uh, good ideas and, and companies out there, but we also have a lot of companies and, that come to us and present us with their ideas and so on and so forth. And um, uh, how, many, how many companies do you have in your portfolio right now? Uh, right now we have, I believe we have 10 uh, portfolio companies in right now. Uh, we, we have more than that, but some of them are, we, just, we don't uh, publicly say who they are. Okay, um, and and what is the smallest investment in that you make in a company, and what's the largest? Uh, the smallest investment we've made into a company, uh, probably read off hand uh, around a hundred thousand um, dollars. The largest investment is uh, we're actually involved right now in one that's in the billions, I should say. But we haven't exactly invested that much, but that's how much it's uh, projected out to be. Uh, you mean of your investment, of your organization's investment over time? Yes, over time. It's oh, wow. That's a it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. You, and you, can, you cannot mention who that is? or you No, can't. I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's great. So, I can't. So you, you <laughs> There's no information about it on our site, but we do reference a little bit to it. <laughs> right, right. So you guys cater towards some, some, some of the small mom and pop or smaller companies. I had uh, Ari Bain and... Um, and um, um, Doug on from Page Mill Partners and uh, Millbank Roy, and they're they're more of a you know million dollars higher you know and, and up to, to 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 engage with the company. So you guys will look at e- smaller opportunities and and uh, try to help companies that uh, need that spurt or need that experience that you guys have to get off the ground. Yeah, we we definitely do. It's one of the great things about the whole uh, you know internet market. It's really you know brought globalization down to a very small level. And uh, you know, one of the, you know, and that's actually allowed the small mom and pops to relatively compete, you know, with the big mom and pops. So, you know, you really find that the key to success between a small company and a large company is what they don't know. And the first things we do is we try to educate the small mom and pops of what they don't know, and uh, you know, and usually that's the difference. Right. Right. 
And when you come in and take care of a company, um, I guess you're looking at helping them on all on all fronts, not only from the investment side, but with Michael's uh, experience and knowledge, um, you're getting well into SEO and um, you know optimization and uh, design and engineering and e-commerce and all kinds of other stuff as well, right? That's correct. I mean, we we get into the whole nine yards from top to bottom, from finance all the way to optimization. And you know, it's at the end of the day, it comes down to brand recognition. You know, you could you could build the most successful company to yourself and to everybody who's involved, but if people don't know you're out there, and if people aren't looking for you, if people don't recognize your brand, it's not going to make a difference. So that's where the whole domain domain name kind of kind of kind of comes in place. So it's actually the first thing you really think of before you even go out there and try to uh, market your company. Right. So give me like the top, you know, four or five things that people need to do to be the most successful they can be, knowing what you know today and the companies that you've invested in. If um, if you're a small startup or even a company that's been around for a couple of years but just hasn't gotten the recognition or the or the popularity that it really needs to go. I mean, give us some give us some key things that are really important that maybe people don't know about or maybe some people do know about, but give us a couple secrets that that you guys come in and do right away that really help boost the business up. Sure. The first thing you learn, um, or that I've learned, in when you take a look at a business and marketing, getting the name out there, is you do whatever is free first. And believe it or not, uh, you know, not only is the cheapest way, but it's also probably I'd have to give more voice to it more than anything else. Um, and I'm currently working with a company where uh, I've actually taken zero dollars in, in, in budget-wise for probably like the last six months and, and created quite a voice. With that. And it sounds pretty crazy, but, you know, I've done it. Uh, so I always talk to people, you do what's free first. Um, you know, whenever you, you take a look at your business, you want to grow your business. Um, the second thing after that is, is, is keep it simple. Whenever you're faced with problems, um, whenever you, you're faced with, uh, you know, growth, uh, you know, just plain simple, keep it simple. Um, don't make it too overcomplicated. And the other key thing also is I would also say for businesses out there is never think that, uh, you know that you have to sacrifice um, growth over revenues. It's actually the other way around. You can always uh, get revenues. Um, growth you can you can totally control. You don't have to grow to make revenues. And that's probably one of the big misconceptions most businesses uh, do. Uh, one of the things that really hurt my ears when I walk into a business, uh, and a lot this usually tends to you know like restaurants or, or, or even a, a lot of online. Um, Sale companies, they think, if we can just get another 1,000 clients to purchase, you know, that, that'll be fine. But I said, well, okay, you get another 1,000 clients, and then what's your cost to go with it? And they add it all up, and like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So I said, then why do you want to grow another 1,000 clients just to be further in debt, so on and so forth? You know, change that frame of thinking. You know, put profit over the first line of business. You know, figure, if you want to make 10% profit this year, fine. Then make 10% profit, and then use the rest of the 90% to run your business, and that's how it should be done. Oh, that's a good point. Now, Michael, uh, with your SEO experience, I mean, you've uh, you've not only been a contributing author to SEO today, but uh, you're also participated in building your business with Google for Dummies, which right. is a Brad Hill uh, publication. And you obviously uh, are well sought after at workshops and and uh, and speaking engagements. What are the key things from an SEO standpoint that people may not know about that uh, that you should focus on? Um. Okay, I can I can answer that question, but I can't give you the secret sauce, of course. <laughs> well, you need to give us some secret sauce because we're, we're all about helping people who are listening uh, 
be better on the web, and what we try to do is help the whole industry grow at the same time. So right. if we make the industry stronger, it's good for all of us because that means we're all going to have more business and be able to do business with each other. So give us some of the secret sauce because it's really important <laughs> that people do know, um, you know what's going to make them successful that other people don't really know about. Right. Give me, give me a little bit of sugar. A little bit, okay. Okay. Um, well, I if you probably notice on my on the bio, probably on the GEI site, that one of the uh, portfolio companies of um, GEI is Fortune Interactive. Yes. And um, I'm the VP of Technology there, um, and we've uh, we've got a lot of experience between uh, the management team with that company. And we have discovered some common threads as we as we came together um, of things that a lot of people um, overlook. Some of them are are, are very simple. Uh, for example, the first thing, uh, pretty much what every what everybody should know, is that the most important first step in search marketing is choosing the the right key phrases. Um, now, every most people know that that's important. A lot of people don't know. Uh, precisely how um, to go about it, um, and you have to think that through carefully. If you don't, then everything else you do is going to be for naught. Um, so you need to compile together as many keyword research tools and methods as you possibly can, so that you can have confidence that what you're doing at this foundational level is uh, exactly what you should be doing. It will save you a lot of uh, sleepless nights later looking back, wondering if you started off on the right foot. And, and what are some of those, um, those keyword phrase tools that people should be using? Um, I would say probably the, the, two, um, the two most important will probably be Word Tracker and Keyword Discovery. Okay, so Word That's, Tracker and uh, Keyword Discovery. Okay, good. Right. Um, and you really need to spend your time with those tools there. Yeah. Um, a lot of people get into them and, and they use them for like a few minutes, but you really need to dig deep into both those tools. And they'll, they'll, they'll shine some, uh, or, or allow you to see some things that you may not have seen before. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and then once you've uh, targeted your key phrases, there are a couple of things that you need to keep in mind. There's uh, um, one thing I mentioned is with respect to uh, off-page factors with backlinks, it's important to remember that um, on-page factors um, are um, important off-page factors are also important, but with off-page factors, link popularity and link reputation are the two things that you want to target. It is often, um, and I've seen this, I've seen this a lot, is often um, overlooked. What a lot of people think is if they just get more and more and more links, they'll be fine. Um, but I've seen pages where um, their off-page, as far as their off-page factors, they may have as few as three or four hundred backlinks. And they are outranking pages with over a hundred thousand backlinks. They may have a page rank of four, and they're outranking pages with page ranks of seven and eight. Um, and I will tell because, you what, because their their backlinks are more relevant. Yes, it has to do with the relevancy of their backlinks and the relevancy of their content. Now, the difficult thing is it's becoming more and more difficult to figure out what. Um, what's going on as far as how searches is measuring relevancy. You know, it used to be as simple as, you know, get your key phrase, figure out the optimal keyword density, and you're fine. Um, but those days are long gone. Um, another thing that is uh, going to make things very difficult, um, you may hear some search marketers talking about this, and that is the impact of personalization. Um, one important aspect of search engine marketing is pretty much reverse engineering. 
right? You do a search, you look at the search results, you try to reverse engineer uh, the top-ranked pages to see, okay, what are they doing, right, um, that right. makes this page number seven as opposed to number 15, that kind of thing. Well, with the, uh, as the adoption rate of personalization picks up, that's going to be snatched from under you because you are no longer going to trust what you see in the rankings. Because when right. you do a search, the ranking order that you see may be only about uh, 20% of what everyone else sees. 80% of the other people looking at that same search see a totally different ranking order, and you can't know which percentage you're in, whether you're in the 20% or the 80%. Now, when I tell that to people, I've told that to people in seminars, they typically get scared. <laughs> right, <laughs> and figure, right. And they figure out, well, what do we do? What do we do? Well, the answer is both simple and complicated. The simple answer is you have to go back to the basics. And by basics, I don't mean uh, SEO basics. I mean marketing basics. And that is you have to it's, – it's kind of like flying an airplane and uh, you're in a storm so you can't look out the window anymore. You have to fly by instruments only. Um, and what you have to do is go back to the basics of figuring out what makes sense marketing-wise. Who are you targeting? What do they want? How do you write content to, um, to grab their attention? Um, and the complicated part of it is figuring out how to grab their attention. Um, that's one of the things that um, we focus on at, uh, at Fortune Interactive with regard to the technology that we have called uh, SimLogic. Um, but uh, the adoption rate is picking up. We, we talk with people all the time, and, and they're saying they're noticing lots of changes, lots of differences in what they see in the search results. Um, and it's not a reason for people in the industry to panic. Um, it's going to actually uh, reward those who put hard work into developing high-quality content. Because no matter who's searching for what you have and what their preferences are, if you've got high-quality content, you're going to be put in front of them. Because there's one principle about search engines that it, you must always keep in mind. Instead of algorithm chasing and trying to figure out what little tweak that Google or Yahoo or MSN do this month or next month or, or that kind of thing, you need to go back to the basics. And that is a search engine has one of their primary roles as delivering fresh and relevant content to their users. They will always have to do that. And as long as you wrap your marketing approach and your strategy around that, you can't go wrong. Great. Now, tell me some of the secret sauce now, Michael. The secret sauce. Um, the secret sauce that I would tell you about would be actually in our technology, um, SimLogic. Now, I'll tell you what it does um, without giving you everything. <laughs> okay. Well, give me as um, much as you can. Okay. One of, the, one of the things that's important is trying to figure out how a search engine determines relevancy, right? And one of the things that you have to do is understand how the search engines are measuring that. Now, each search engine has their own little way of doing it, but um, it all boils down to natural language processing. When you figure out what content is relevant um, to a key phrase and what content isn't relevant to a key phrase, it has mostly to do, mostly to do with the supporting terms, the, uh, the context that's built around the key phrase. Um, and then there's also that same dimension for off-page factors. What is the... Uh, the structure and nature of the content of your link partners, and you want those to, um, to, to meld together. You need to think of your link partners really as an extension of your web page. 
So, so um, not only check out their links, but really check out who they are, make sure that they're good, sound foundation company, yep. and basically know them? Yes, basically okay. know them. Um, it, uh, it, it won't do just to go out and start buying links, right? Um, in fact, that will probably hurt you in the long run. Um, you need to find legitimate link partners. This is the way that, that I put it. Um, if um, that page wouldn't be a good company to partner with to bring you business, then they probably wouldn't be a good web page to link to you. If they would be an off, you know, thinking in real world, brick and water um, type mindset, if they would be a good business to partner up with to bring you business and you could bring them business, then you should be linking to each other. I see. And if you think in those terms, um, then you'll then you'll be in a, on the right footing. And the secret to getting over the uh, the um, the impact of of personalization, um, one of the one of the parts of the secret sauce is figuring out for a particular search engine what the important metrics are that they're measuring, and what you have to do. This is a, it's a lot of work. You have to compare um, every page against each other on all those metrics so that you can get the right combination. Um, right, and that, and that can be complicated because Yahoo obviously looks at different things than yep. Google, and they look at different things than MSN, and yes. to get that secret sauce right, it, it's complicated. So right. how does and one manage that when they're all a little bit different, but they have some of the core foundation stuff the same? Well, the, it's uh, how do you manage it? Well, I mean, if if you're trying to... I mean, obviously, you don't want to try to satisfy Google because they're the biggest or the best or whatever. I mean, Yahoo right. is almost just as important, but they measure different things than Google does. Right. How do you get a page just right so you're up in, the, in both of them at the same time? Um, what you have to do is um, do a, a blending of it. Um, well, there are, there are a number of things. There are, uh, there are two approaches. One is to decide, okay, what I want to do is try to target all three. So you figure out for each one what's going to be the, the optimal combination of, of features to please them. And then you try to figure out what is the intersection between those three or four. And, and try to give a, kind of a, a generic approach that will um, please the most and not offend any as far as the combination of your metrics. The other thing to do, and this actually makes more business sense, is to find out about the demographics of the particular search engines, what type of people are more likely to use Google or Yahoo or MSN, figure out how that lines up with your business strategy and what you're selling. You can also look at your web log, look at the access, and figure out from the search engine traffic that you have, where does most of your traffic come from? If you find out that 70% of your traffic comes from Yahoo, that's who you need to be targeting. I see, yeah. Right? So That's a, simp that's a simple, stupid approach, but yeah. That right. That's a <laughs> exactly. But a but lot of people don't even do, do that. You know, they don't even figure out where their traffic's coming from. So Right. And there are some people who go out there and they figure, well, we'll design three pages for each, or they start sticking these, you know, um, um, doorway pages out there to draw in traffic. And um, that's a lot to maintain as far as a search marketing strategy. It's a lot of overhead, and typically it gets you into trouble later on. Right. You end up running the risk of having duplicate content and all kinds of things like that. You got to figure out if you're trying if you know that link um, linking is important and you've got three pages, one for each search engine or four, one for each search engine you're targeting, you know, you you've got to double the backlinks or triple or quadruple the number of backlinks you got pointing in. Right, right, right. Now, how complicated does the uh the 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 coming of the new ask.com search engine play into this? Uh are they 
the same or similar or have their own set of rules and regulations and uh and how are you guys planning for that do you think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with or do you think they it's going to be they the are um i i think they're going to have their own set of algorithms just like you know anyone else would um they've got to do that otherwise they kind of become a commodity they, they become a duplicate of someone else right and people figure well why go there i can go here instead um so they're going to have that um our technology um, that we use at, at Fortune Interactive, it, it doesn't really matter what search engine you want to target. Um, it doesn't matter at all. It can handle any search engine and figure out um, how you can uh, rise above your competition regardless of which search engine that you're focusing on. Oh, I see. So Fortune Interactive is in the business of addressing this particular um, opportunity, I guess, and yes. having something that's search engine optimized across the whole entire you know, internet uh, platform. Yes. Right. I yeah, Monty, and, and, and OptiRanker um, also, uh, it's a little bit different, but can give you um, kind of the uh, same kind of particular results. The, uh, a lot of time people give us uh, questions about what's the difference between OptiRanker and Fortune Interactive. And I would say for people out there who want to learn more, have got the time and, and uh, want to develop more of the SEO strategy and keep it kind of in-house, that's where you look at the OptiRanker company and product that they have. It, it's, it's a tremendous amount of resources and results they give it to you. And it's the same thing. It's across all, all the search engines. And we're Fortune Interactive. They use more uh, comprehensive um, studies, but a lot of it, uh, their technology what they, and, and how their process work is in-house. Um, you know, obviously. So, you know, Fortune Interactive is more company that's geared more towards the self-sustaining, you know, Fortune 1000 companies who are out there who, you know, don't specifically know the space where OptiRanker is more of the company who's more for the small to medium-sized kind of business owner who do have the time or want to get into the space and learn a little bit more how to compete with the big boys. Right, and, uh, and Fortune Interactive is, is really a, a full-service Internet marketing agency. Uh, uh, everything from searches and marketing to the paid search, um, online reputation management, blogging. Um, we, we provide a, a whole litany of services. Okay, great. Well, that, that's uh, that, this is a great tools, and uh, and I like the unique approach. And it sounds like you're covering uh, you're covering the most important aspects of uh, what everybody struggles with every day. Yes. Yep. You know, one thing I, I do want to say to to your, your your listeners is I read an article earlier about uh, it's a pretty successful guy in, in the whole domain space, and I think he brings in about uh, twenty million in, in revenues. I think it says he owns about 100,000 domains. And, you know, I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, but, you know, one thing, I'll, you know, a little, I don't know if you call it a secret or not, but I'll tell people, you can see that the market, uh, you know, goes a lot into, you know, you look at your domain name, it's more about just about a name, but also, you know, what is your product or service and how can you describe it and, and uh, what are people looking for? As Mike said earlier, you can use Word Tracker and kind of really get that, and then you can use OptiRanker to see if your results are, are really true. But to everybody out there who thinks that this space is 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 pretty uh, crowded and can't get in there, I will tell you that right now we have a company that we get about twenty million in revenues purely off just really going through a domain name and and, and applying an SEO strategy to it and just leaving it and not doing a whole lot to it. So it's still out there. You just got to put a little bit of work into it. That's great. That's great. Well, it's been a real pleasure having you both on the show, and uh, I think a lot of people picked up a lot of helpful tips and uh, hints. At, now, what's the best way to uh, to contact you guys and, and get engaged in case one of the listeners has a, has an idea that they've already got off the ground and they want some investment, um, or they want to engage with your organization? What's the what's the best way to to uh, to uh, contact you guys? Sure. Uh- you can, uh, if people want to learn a, bit, a little bit more about uh, GEI and, and uh, venture fund and companies, you can go to uh, 
georgeei.com, so G-E-O-R-G-E-E-I.com. Or you can also visit uh, optiranker.com uh, or fortuneinteractive.com, but probably georgeei is probably the best people to get in there and take a look. So it's georgeei.com? Um, I'm sorry? georgeei.com? That's correct, georgeei.com. And they have support emails and so on and so forth. And if you send an email um, to support uh, or, or contact, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, for example, and uh, say, you know, you listen to Webmaster Radio or you're interested in getting a spot, uh, we've actually just launched a new site and new features and everything else where we're giving people a whole day free so they can go ahead and uh, and uh, take, a, take a spin and see what the... the the, the software can do for them. And all you have to do is contact support, and we'll send you that discount code so you can get a whole day's free. Great, great. Well, thank you guys, uh, uh, Michael and Raymond, to, for being on the show. And uh, I understand we're going to be doing some business together from um, from Moniker, and yeah. we're real excited about it. And uh, you guys are type uh, the type of pe- people that we want to do business with. So uh, hopefully that helps uh, both of our backlinks, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, uh, thank you very much for being on the show, and uh, we'll be in touch very soon. Great, thank you. All right. Okay, great. Well, that wraps up. Sorry I ran a little bit late, folks, uh, uh, but that wraps up another great uh, Domain Masters. Uh, next week, of course, we'll be live again. Um, we're going to start uh, covering some of the upcoming trade show um, and conferences that were that are just around the corner and uh, start to interview some of the folks that are running those trade shows. Uh, we have the uh, Ecom Expo, um, uh, and I had... Uh, had uh, John uh, Grosshandler on uh, last week to talk about that virtual uh, trade show, which is great. We have Webmaster World coming up, Domain Name Roundtable, uh, Traffic uh, West in uh, in um, uh, Las Vegas, uh, Ad Tech, all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, we're going to have all kinds of live coverage and uh, interviews and uh, great guests and great uh, uh, great people that can help us all learn something from uh, being successful with our domain names and our websites and SEO strategy. So. Uh, definitely be online over the next several weeks and whether I'm still out with his back injury I will promise to do a live show if I'm in bed or uh, in my uh, in my office or uh, out on the road so we'll be happy uh, we'll happy to, to, to serve that uh, serve that need for you with that I'm gonna end up the show I want everybody to have a great week and we'll see you next week live on domain masters same time same place be the master of your domain take care When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.